Shannon, welcome back. Oh, hi, Annie. Thank you. I really enjoyed the last episode with Lottie standing in. How was it? Thanks for joining us back in the studio. Yeah, I'm glad I've still got a job here. Yeah, I mean, Lottie did a really good job. It was close to the wire as to whether we were going to let you back in the studio. Okay, but we do have a really good episode coming up, right? Yeah, we do. And we've, you've got a bit of a dilemma, actually. I think we should talk about this first. Oh, God. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Okay, what's the dilemma? Okay, the dilemma is... I mean, by the time this podcast goes out, my dilemma will be will have lifted or will be good. But as of yet, I don't have a Halloween costume for tomorrow. Okay, right. So, what are the options? I feel like I can help you. Okay, I'm going to a night. It's VMA themed. Why don't you go as Britney with the snake around her neck? Britney. Oh. Yeah? That's um, quite Halloween-y. Isn't she just wearing a bra, though? Yeah, that's fine. I think I might need a few more Bikini? clothes that. Maybe I'll do, like, denim Britney. Britney and Justin. Miley? Lots to think about. Okay, so this is quite a big dilemma, but we're getting distracted. Yeah. So what have we got? Actually, what should I answer what we've got coming up this episode? <laughs> yeah, you know more than me. Okay, so um, I'm going to be speaking to Deb and Nat um, about a new collection that's dropping on ASOS, a collaboration with Wa London and Sharma Dean Reed. <gasps> I've got some of that. Yeah, everybody's wearing it. Ooh. So I'm going to ask them what the key pieces are and how they'd style it. Well, that's exciting. And I spoke to Jamie, James and Alice, aka <sighs> My Dad Wrote a Porno. Uh, and that was so exciting that we sacked off the part of the show where we normally do Vox Pops to talk about love to have a double whammy of my dad wrote a porno. So, so basically, that coming up. you got so carried away that you are just taking really over did. quite a lot of this episode. It's like podcast meets podcast. That's... I know. We were quite starstruck. I know, right? And then where's Georgia Murray been then? Georgia Murray, well, she hasn't been that far, but she is <laughs> going to be talking about Iceland and why it's so great for women. There's a report that's just come out and she's going to be telling us all about it. Oh, so it's a really exciting show. So Lottie, back off. Oh, Lottie, you're welcome back <laughs> anytime. Annie, so... get in the fashion cupboard. Oh, she's back. Right, off I go. Today, I'm with Debbie, who works with us on the magazine and is one of our ASOS insiders. You've all seen her on Instagram. Check her out, <laughs> ASOS Debbie. And I'm also with Nat, one of our women's wear stylists. Right, today we're going to talk about a collection that has dropped on ASOS that I think everybody in the office is wearing. Yeah, yeah. very excited. So what is this collection that we're going to talk about today? It's the War London Times ASOS. Okay, so a lot of girls in the fashion team are wearing it. Yeah. It is a collection with Sharmadine Reed. Yes. So do you want to explain a bit about who Sharmadine is? Sharmadine is like girl boss, boss lady, founder of Warnells. So she was one of the first people to bring like what nail art to London, would you yeah. say? Yeah. Yeah, I think people will know her yeah. from all of the stuff okay, that she go, does go, go. with her with her no with her nails. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. Yeah. So but we collaborated on a collection with her, so Wa London ASOS. Mm-hmm. And Deb, you went to speak to her for an interview for the magazine. I did, down in her ends, down Portobello Road. And yeah, just to get a bit of a vibe about what her inspiration was. Her words were uptown, downtown. Okay, so when you went to interview her in Portobello, mm. yeah. um, she spoke about a, a bit about how this collection is kind of West London meets East London, Yes, right? that was it. That was the uptown, downtown vibe she was giving me. Um, she's lived in East for a long time, and now she had moved to West London. Okay. Seen, been influenced by the mothers that she didn't see seeing. And so that's where she she started making, like, mood boards yeah. and all of... And it was a little bit throwback as well, wasn't it? Yeah, because she incorporated some of the, her past mood boards. So, like, she was inspired by Princess Di as well. So she went through her old, like, zines that she had made about her. Okay, because she used to make a zine with Wa London. Yeah, so that's how Wa started as a zine. If you haven't seen the collection before, uh, what can you expect from it? What does it look like? I think there's something for everyone. Yeah, definitely. There's, like... Loads of really cool accessories. You've got, like, your princess chokers and bracelets. And then the key pieces that have literally everyone's been wearing around the office are one of them is the cricket jumper, which is, like, a really nice, um, thick, like, cream cricket jumper with the red and pink trim. trim. Yeah, so it's slightly different, I suppose, from a traditional cricket yeah, jumper because yeah, it's yeah. got, like, a... Um, yeah, a red V-neck, and pink V neck. Yeah, it so actually comes with a matching skirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's a co-ord. It's a co-ord, yeah, a cool co-ord. Actually. There's loads of really good co-ords in the collection. Yeah. Actually. How about that pinstripe blazer? Yeah, the pinstripe cool. blazer. 
Which you've got, Debs, haven't you? I've got the blazer. You've got the suit. Yeah. It's a cold as well. Suit, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so describe this blazer to me. What kind of shape it is? What kind of blazer is it? It's a black pinstripe blazer, double breasted, oversized. It tucks in a bit at the, at the waist as well, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's That's got what a really I like about nice, it. like, cinched in waist, which you don't find a lot in, like, oversized blazing. Yeah. yeah. It fits really well. Really, really nice. On me. So, Deb, you, I've seen you wear this blazer. Yep. How would both of you style either the blazer or the suit? Okay, I tucked the collar in. Classic Debbie <laughs> Classic Debbie Tuck. That is a classic Debbie Yeah, tuck. just because um, it's kind of like really power. Or like it's a boss. power suit. It's a power mm. suit. But I just kind of made it a bit more sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so tucked it in and I just wore it with plain black trousers, whereas you, Nat, you wore the full suit. I wore... One of the jumpers underneath it, and then a pair of white um, Reebok Classics. And then I've worn just the blazer, and I wore that with like a denim frayed skirt and a t shirt underneath it. Nice, because the trousers with the suit are very wide leg as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's quite, both the blazer and the trousers are quite interesting shapes to yeah. wear. It's, yeah. a good, it's a good silhouette, definitely. And really I think you nice can actually silhouette. wear it with heels as well if yeah. you wanted to as well, or yeah. flats. Definitely. Okay, so we're yeah. loving the suit. Yeah, the yep. suit is very powerful. Right, now the cricket jumper, how would you style that? Would you wear that as the cohort? Or if you just wanted to wear the jumper, what would you wear it with? I would actually go for the cohort. Yeah. I know it's kind of cold, but it's, it's knitted. Yeah. Who cares about your legs? <laughs> yeah, do a bare leg with it. Yeah. yeah. And what kind of shoes, Deb? Well, a heel, uh, surely. The wire heels. Yeah, like, have definitely. Them? So when I spoke to Sharma Dean, Sharma, um, she said that these shoes were inspired by Baswegians, which is what she used to wear in the, back in the day. She probably still wears them. And so these are like a, a loafer with, t- with cut-out sides with a heel, and it has this, like, navy ribbon Navel, excuse me, ribbon, like, going through it, that you can type around your ankle, would you say that? Yeah, and I think the ribbon was inspired by the Royal Navy Medal ribbons, which is, like, a cool little touch of detail. That's a really... It's a really nice detail, isn't it, for a shoe to have that tie around the ankle. Mm -hmm. There's also some shoes, I think, that have got a pearl... Yeah. That are very similar shape, but in her collection that have got pearls around that. Yeah, the patent yeah, ones. The patent yeah. ones, yeah. Because per- pearl is a detail that sort of runs through the collection. There's that black dress. Yeah. And it has the pearl straps. Straps. Yeah. And then she's done a pearl choker as well. And I think another item that everybody's wearing in the office is the shirt. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that shirt. The shirt, the shirt is like every day. Yes, someone's wearing it in the office. Yes, in the office. Yes. And what's the shirt like? It's a stripe. It's a yeah. great shirt. So it's a it's a blue it's a white shirt with blue stripes on it, right? Yeah. And it has pearl buttons and detailing on both the cuffs as well. Yeah, and like a double um, cuff. Yeah, double cuff. So you can wear it down as well. So yeah. like oversized sleeves. Yeah. It ticks that box. Which ties in really well with what we were talking about in the last podcast about the oversized Menzi shirt. And Everybody's this has just got the feminine touch with the, with the pearl details. In fact, really Deb, nice. you're wearing a shirt today. I'm wearing a shirt today. Please, can you describe your shirt? My shirt is oversized. Mm. It's blue and white, and it's got some oversized... Bows? Bows on its cuff. And it's gingham. And it's gingham. I nearly big. wore the wash shirt today. Did you? Nearly. Sorry, guys. Wear it tomorrow. <laughs> I do. I will. <laughs> and... I suppose we've been talking about where Sharmadine got all her inspiration from and yeah. it's a little bit throwback in some of the, the mood boarding that she was doing. So I wanted to ask you guys if you had to pick like a throwback moment that would inspire your style, what would that be? Deb, do you have a throwback? Throwback. I have a couple. Um, they're fictional characters. The first one would be Hilary Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, <laughs> Just because I love her, she she does she does colour really well, and she's always wearing like a hat, and I just mm. I like that whether it's a beret or whether it's a another type of hat, but um yeah definitely. Do you always try and throw a little bit of that into an outfit? Yes, I was actually wearing um the Sharma Dean blazer this on Monday and. And um, someone said that looks a bit Hillary Banks like. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? That somebody knows. Yeah, and you didn't even day. cue them. They just said nope, that. Nope, they just said it. So obviously, yeah. goal achieved for the day. Exactly. <laughs> now, what would you pick if you had to pick like a throwback, like person or moment? What would it be? I would. Pick, I'm really into like the noughties at the moment, right. like the early two thousands, like all the like Diamante crop top 
deals. 3LW, girl band, no more. Um, I think they did that really, really well. And then, like, obviously, like, TLC and Aaliyah. And then also it was a programme on Disney called okay. The Cheetah Girls. Oh, They're yeah, the really, Girls. really good. And they... Weren't some of the members in... 3LW? Yeah. Yeah, they were in the girl group. Yeah. We should say, because no-one can actually see us, but you are smiling so hard <laughs> so like now. So funny. Like, chuck a Diamante on. What about a Diamante belt? A Diamante belt. I've got uh, one of those. Diamante belt, around your sunglasses, an ear, a hoop earring. Because that's what I was also going to ask mm. you, because this made me think when we started talking about this, about what are the accessories that mm. you remember from your teens that you that just make you what you're yeah. both doing now <laughs> smile oh my gosh for me do you guys remember Polly Pocket so like the Polly Pocket um charms that you could wear around your neck so they opened up yeah. so you can carry Polly Pockets with so you to I school. used to have a collection of Polly Pockets yeah but but not a necklace I used to have like the slightly bigger ones and they then had you could... like this mini compact ones Annie it was as a necklace a, as a necklace I need I can't believe I didn't have one of those I I, I don't think I had one either. <laughs> but, but I wanted one. All the other girls at school probably had one. But I just okay, so one. Polly Pocket. Now, what? Because I saw the, the other day, I saw um, those little purses that were like pastel coloured and they had yeah. all those little beads on. You know, like yeah. those coin purses. Po- yeah, like the oh, money. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. those. I and I used to have one of those to have my lunch money in. <laughs> That's amazing. So sweet. How about you, Dad? Nat, what did you have? I was very into bandanas, bandanas as tops, bandanas on your head. On your head. Bandanas just, like, anywhere around your ankles. Mainly as tops, though, and I'm really surprised my mum let me wear that. that. But I was, like, really young. But, yeah, a bandana as a top was a very... Back then, they weren't worn around the neck and all the wrists, were they? No, I feel like we could talk about this forever, back-in-the-day style. In fact, I'm going to have to ask Shannon... I can't wait to find out what Shannon used to wear back in the day. Yeah. Okay, well, really excited about the WA London and yeah. ASOS collection. Um, I'm going to have to get that pinstripe. I need that power blazer. Annie, Everyone's get on wearing board. it. Okay, girls, thank you so much. Thanks, Annie. And speak thank to you, you soon. Bye. 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 That was exciting. As usual, I want to do some more shopping now. Yeah, but you've already done some shopping because you've got the pinstripe blazer. Yeah, but I don't have the pinstripe trousers. Oh, yeah, you need the power suit. Yeah. But how do you wear the pinstripe blazer? Oh, God, I've only worn it once. And yeah. I think, what was I wearing? Jeans? I wore it jeans. Do you wore it, Is that okay? wear it more casual? Yeah, pretty cash. You are quite cash. That's me. Okay, well, get the suit and then wear it with heels and come into work. Okay, you heard it here first. I also want to ask you what you used to wear as a teenager. Oh, some really questionable things, Annie. Um, okay, maybe as an early teenager, I've got one stand <laughs> Stand out moment because this is really good. So I used to love horses, right? And I used to go horse riding with my friend. Yeah. And for my birthday, she got me this T-shirt. There's a picture of me and a horse, (laughs) my face on my own T-shirt. So wait, you're. So I wore a T-shirt with my own face on it, and it was me with a horse. So your key piece as a teen was a T-shirt with your own face on. Yes. I don't think we've had anything quite as mind-blowing on these forms. Maybe I should do a collection with ASOS. <laughs> Maybe it should be Shannon and ASOS, but it's just pictures of yourself all over clothes. themed. So you, are you sitting on the horse? No, I'm stood next to it. <laughs> That's, I mean... Lost for words, I, aren't you? I think um, we might have to go back to the fashion cupboard and, <laughs> see, and talk to the stylists about that one. Make a thousand of them. <laughs> Hi, Georgia Murray. Hello, guys. Hi, Georgia. Right. And um, before we start, yeah. actually, you've okay, you've just walked in. Sorry to bombard you. What is so funny? I need Shannon to tell you what she's just told me because well, I, Annie was just asking what I used to wear when I was a teenager. Okay. And I was saying I had this one very special t shirt. It was a present <laughs> as a present from a friend. Right. Uh, and basically I used to love horses and ponies didn't discriminate which uh, teenage girl doesn't exactly and my friend got me a t-shirt and she basically got a picture of yeah. me with a horse and okay. got it printed on the t-shirt. was it actually you with a horse in real life yeah, so okay so it wasn't photoshop me and my own face on wow. the t-shirt i yeah. mean 
So I was that is so- special. That was the right word, wasn't it? Really. I mean, I was asking her what you know, what sort of pieces when you're a teenager you used to love, like you know, those like, like throwback t-shirt. And Shannon says she has a t-shirt with her own face on it, standing next to a horse. Yeah. Okay, moving on, <laughs> Georgia. You're here to talk about Iceland, right? I am. Why indeed. are we talking about Iceland? Because I've seen a couple of articles about it this week. Yes. So women and Iceland. Um, apparently, it's the best place to be a woman in the world. Mm. So that's really interesting. interesting. Now, why is that? Why is that come out now? So back in May, the Economist magazine ranked Iceland as the best place to be a working woman. Um, so that was great news earlier in the year already. But this week, the World Economic Forum, which is a not-for-profit foundation based in Switzerland, um, they basically collect data and analyse it, and they've been doing that since the 70s. So they released their annual gender gap report this week. OK, so Iceland was number one on that. Exactly, and it has been for the past eight years. Whoa, that's amazing. And do we know where, like, the UK... Yeah, where was everything else? So UK, number 20, not oh. great, oh. but the USA has slipped down to 45 this year. What does the report cover? So it takes into fact like politics, health, education and the economy and it measures the relative gap between men and women in these sectors. Okay, so Iceland came out as number one but what does that mean like in detail? So what was it the best at? Okay, so it was top performer on things like political empowerment. Um, It was in the top ten for economic opportunity and it's fully closed its gap for educational attainment which basically means that girls have as good an opportunity to receive education as their male counterparts. Okay, but it can't be that good. Are there any areas that it <laughs> yeah. needs to improve on? Um, so while it is one of the fastest improving countries in the world, um, it's still working on closing its overall gender pay gap. Um, but I'll talk about that a little bit later. So if we went back a bit um, and looked at Iceland, like, historically, what... As a country, why is it so progressive? Why has it been so good for women? Well, I think you can kind of look back to the 70s, which is when a lot of uh, feminism and activism in the streets was coming about worldwide. Iceland held a day of protest in October 1975, which saw 25,000 women, which at the time was one-fifth of the female population of the country. That's gather. huge. Yeah, so many people. And it's quite a small country. So the fact that one-fifth came yeah. out, like that's still an absolutely massive number yeah it is so they all gathered on the streets of Reykjavik and it also saw 90% of the working female population go on an all-out professional and domestic strike to highlight women's work and unfair pay Okay, so there was that march in 1975 Mm -hmm. and that's then related to why this week in Iceland, women have also gone out to march. Exactly. So this week, history was kind of repeated as the 1975 march was mirrored in thousands of women walking out of their workplaces at 2.38pm this Monday, the 24th of October. Okay, so why, why is it... Why to... to that's quite a specific <laughs> it is. time. So at 2... 38 pens down everybody walked out pens down everyone out so basically in iceland women earn between 14 percent and 18 percent less than their male counterparts right meaning for every eight hour day women are basically working for free from 2 38 p.m onwards okay oh, so yeah. it's right so is it so that's why they walked out at that time exactly. okay got it do we know what the UK's gender pay gap is? So it depends where you look. Um, a recent figure from the Office of National Statistics said it was 9.4%. So while that's an area that Iceland are looking to improve on, the government has pledged to close that gap by 2022. But then going back to sort of the history and 1975 and that march, mm-hmm. what sort of lasting effect did that have on Iceland and like the political scene? Well, it's absolutely huge. I mean, five years after that march, Iceland's first female president was elected so it, everyone Icelandic listeners I'm very sorry for them about to present them, um, say this name um, Vigdis Finn Bogatatir okay um, I'm sure that's said very wrong but yes that was the first female president um, and she held office from 1980 to 1996 um, and later still the first female political party Women's Alliance that's was founded cool. so cool right I want to mm. definitely be a part of that um, that was founded and by 1999 more than one third of MPs were female which is, which is a lot more yeah than exactly yeah. that's a really good number then um and it even had the first w- world's first lesbian prime minister what was her name uh, <laughs> again um johanna sigurdadotir sorry everyone um and she served from 2009 to 2012 um she was actually the longest serving member of parliament and forbes named her among the 100 most powerful women in the world 
And what about today? What are the politics like now in Iceland? So it's kind of interesting, actually. By the time our listeners will be hearing this podcast, um, there will have been a parliamentary election in Iceland. And I will have a Halloween costume. (laughs) (laughs) Which is on a similar level Uh, of scale. Um, And basically one of the parties that is in the running is the Pirate Party. That's their name? Yeah. That what? is their name. So what? what's the pirate party? I hey, mean, costume ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so Unfortunately, there's no fancy dress. But it's basically a collection of anarchists, hackers and web geeks. Um, and they're on the rise. They've offered Edward Snowden a place to call home. They want a world free of digital snooping. And the founder is actually a former WikiLeaks activist. Different kind of pirate. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think you got the wrong end of the stick. There with the pirates. But yeah, so the country's sort of in the midst of change at the moment, which makes it a really interesting time. Yeah, so it's it's a really interesting time to be looking at it, and we sort of heard a bit of the stats, a bit about the politics. But what is it like actually being a woman in Iceland now? So I spoke to journalist Harefna, who is based in Reykjavik, and she writes for English language Icelandic news site Grapevine. And I just spoke to her about her experiences growing up and being an Icelandic woman. My name is Harefna Björgilodottir. Um, I'm 21 years old from Reykjavik, Iceland. Um, I'm currently studying graphic design, and I work as a journalist and photographer for the Reykjavik Grapevine. Generally, what do you think life is like in Iceland for women? Um, I mean, the report said that things like economic and political standing for women is, is really great at the moment. Do you sort of feel like that's reflective of daily experience? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, um, like for me, I have a lot of great female role models um, just in society and in politics. And um, we've really been focusing on trying to um, criticize journalism that doesn't focus on, for example, female sports coverage or something that um, people in Iceland are very critical about matters. And I think I think because we're such a small country, we're only 300,000 people, um, that if we want to make a change, it, it's probably a lot easier for us because um, each and every person has a strong voice and it's kind of easy to get your message through. Um, yeah, I think that really comes across in all the coverage that we've seen here over in the UK. The fact that yeah. it's almost like people, yeah, people's voices count and like you said, it's easy to bring about change. Um, and I guess having a lot, is it one third of um, parliament is made up of women? So I guess that must be an incredible thing to say, I, I see this about my country, because in the UK it's really not, um, the sort of gender balance in Parliament is really off kilter. Yeah, and it just, it makes sense, because as soon as I see a woman that's maybe not even that much older than me making a change in politics, it really inspires me to do something, even though I'm just in high school or college or whatever, just to do something and have a voice. I think that's really important. Definitely. Um, and do you think that... Activism is a big part of um, young women's lives in Iceland. Yeah, um, definitely. Just in the last year, it's like we've accomplished so much. It's not the start of it all, of course. Like there is a history of women's rights movement in Iceland. Like we had the first female president and Mm -hmm. women have been fighting for issues like maternity leaves and the right to vote for many years. But I think young women are really continuing this um, because in the last year we... We've we've done a lot, and we've really realized, I think, how much we can do just through using social media and everything. And a lot of camp- campaigns dealing with sexism came to life last year because of the 100th year of women's right to vote. Mm-hmm. And there has been a lot of discussion amongst women and men in Iceland, which is great. For us as a small country, there's so much we can do. And, of course, we should be setting an example for other countries because everything that we do in Iceland is seven times harder for like the UK to do or something because it's just everything we we take a lot of small steps in Iceland because we're so few and it makes everything so easy for us I hadn't even heard the word feminism until five or six years ago which I find really crazy because now in Iceland not being a feminist is is just considered absurd that's um, really I think that that's great because yeah. in a lot of places it's still considered to be a very extreme point of view so the fact that you live in a country where it's it's seen as silly to not be one is so fantastic. Yeah, it's it's really inspiring and it and it makes you feel inspired to 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 make a change and to speak out and 
cannot be a part of that 5% of feminists in a country. I don't know. That kind of just scares me. But I think that everyone in the country is aiming for the goal of equality. And But even though we are the female-friendliest country in the world, I, I, I think we still have a lot of work ahead of us. She's making me want to move to Iceland. Yeah, sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's really nice to actually hear from somebody who's there and her experiences growing up. Yeah. Exactly. Also, talking about it, we actually did Reykjavik for the magazine. Exactly yeah, right. We did. So we should all, basically, we should all just go on a trip to Iceland as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the last issue of ASOS magazine for our travel feature, Wonderlist, we looked at Reykjavik. So we talked to locals and people who have traveled through there or lived there for a small amount of time. And basically, they told us the best things to do see eat and drink in iceland can you remember any what were the best recommendations i mean it's all a lot of tiny ponies yeah hot springs oh good vegan food and, and the northern lights. northern lights okay so we can go i can stand with a pony and get a new t-shirt oh my gosh <laughs> it's completely oh my fate. you can get an updated t-shirt with you next to a pony <laughs> yeah iceland i want to see the northern lights i think uh, that's why i want to get yeah equally as exciting for you to get a t-shirt <laughs> yeah. right guys I'm off thanks for having me see you next episode Aww, thanks Georgia okay so from Iceland to porn something slightly different <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm so excited because this is when we hear from my dad wrote a porno I don't know if who was more excited I think Georgia was the most Georgia excited Georgia was pretty excited I mean it is quite a big deal that podcast gets like 3 million listeners top of the iTunes chart they've somehow managed to get hashtag porno day trending every Monday for the last however many months okay so we were pretty excited and quite starstruck and they came into the ASOS HQ yeah, all of those things and we made them play a game yeah and it's going to be I can't wait to hear it so from one podcast to another let's hear from the guys of My Dad Wrote a Porno Jamie, James, Alice, welcome to ASOS. Thanks very Hello. much. How are we all today? I'm very good. A little bit tired. We had our live show last night, so yeah. I've been up most of the night drinking. With the Flintstones. My dad was <gasps> in London. Rocky yeah. Flintstone He was visiting himself. my sister. Yeah. I've got to say, like, I don't want to brag, but we've had Dan from Gossip Girl on this podcast and like a real expert, but no one's ever been as kind of starstruck and excited about having you guys on because my dad wrote a porno. <laughs> Everyone's absolutely obsessed with it. Oh, <laughs> Who knew people love porn so much? So many perverts porn. out there. There porn should be some on the internet. There should be some like free <laughs> access, you know, supply because people will go to it. Yeah, it's weird. People... People draw different things from it, don't they? Yeah, very like, much so, yeah. <laughs> Some, I just love the idea that somebody's going to be out there playing it, thinking that it's actual erotica, and they look like they've got themselves all geared up for something like, why exciting. Why are talking over yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Get off. Yeah. Um, and at the live show last night, like people go crazy. Like People were wearing costumes. Yeah. Um, someone dressed... At the, costumes? With... Like dressing up as Belinda? Some people dressed up as Belinda. Some, someone dressed as a pub. There's a location in it called the Horse and Jockey Pub. Yeah. Someone dressed as the pub. Um, just to take it back, in case anyone has been living under a rock. Mm. So, Jamie, your dad wrote porno. Yes, he did. How did he kind of break it to you that that's what he'd done? Was well, there he, any kind of... Did he take you out? Was he like, you can be sat down? Or was it just like, here's my debut porno? <laughs> absolutely not. No, what, what, what he did was he said that he'd written a book, like a novel, yeah. <laughs> um, in, in his retirement, which was great. I thought that was an amazing thing for someone to do. Um, and he said that he'd send me some, some pages of it, and I was like, brilliant. Sent it to me, and I just didn't ever read it, um, just because... I'm a terrible son. And uh, and when I did get around to reading it, I thought it was going to be like a spy thing or like pirates <laughs> or something. And the first line is, Belinda blinked and the job interviewer had just asked her to remove her silk blouse. And I was like, oh my God, my dad's written pornography. Oh my God. And then as I kept reading it, it was just the funniest <laughs> book. Should we even say book? Pamphlet I've ever read in my entire life. And I had to share it with these guys immediately. And we all uh, had a pub lunch and... I just started reading it to them and we thought we've got to do a podcast. Just, just the way, like, yeah, yeah was... when he read it for the first time, it was essentially what we do on the podcast. We just kind of made jokes and laughed about it, like, for three hours yeah, or Jamie something. got really mad. He was like, guys, you're going to have to stop interrupting me, otherwise we're never going to get through this, which is essentially <laughs> the rules of the podcast yeah. now. Just shut up, let me get through we it. We carried that through. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of how it all started, really. He never, he, he's yet to say the words, Jamie, I've written erotica to me. Right. It was all it's done by email. A novel. 
You now only just converse via email. <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't seen him in about a year and a half. <laughs> but what does he think about all of this? What We're legally estranged. Um, he loves it. He absolutely... It's interesting, because he wrote the book, he feels like that was his kind of whole world. Like, he didn't... Like, he never obviously thought we were going to do a podcast with it, so... Him writing the book was kind of everything to him. So the fact that we've taken it on and kind of given it this new life, he's really excited about it and he loves the podcast, but he doesn't really want to engage in it at all. He's like, well, I wrote the book. I'm the author. So I just do the writing and you guys do so all of the other stuff. So he's not going to be stuff. on a footnote? No. Because you do these amazing so. So footnotes, the episodes where you get guests and you've had amazing guests, haven't you? had like Daisy Ridley, Michael Sheen. Yeah, Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood was our first one. Yeah, we've had amazing people. Um, yeah, Rocky, he just... He he's is, a busy man. He's a busy man. He's just an odd fish. He's, he's just working like, on Belinda Blink 10. Yeah. yeah, he's writing Belinda Blink 69 as we speak in the pavilion. He's dyeing um, his hair. You know, he's got a lot going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Dad, um, he's never going to be on, on the show. He's too busy writing in his pavilion, really. And annoying my mother. I think that's kind of his main job at the minute. Is she a fan of the podcast? No. <laughs> Not at all. She's very supportive of it. Uh, she doesn't listen or anything. She, in fact, that's, that isn't true. She listens to the footnotes. Um, she likes those because there's no actual porn yeah. in those. Um, Although the Tomorrow from Bake Off one, that got quite... Oh, my God, that was explicit, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that, that was amazing. <laughs> we just had to get a doctor on. Because we were like, from, from kind of the word go, we were like, none of this is obviously physically possible. So we've wanted to get a doctor on for so long, and we thought, who do we know that's a doctor who's fun? And Tomorrow from Bake Off was the obvious choice. And who makes cake that we can eat? Yeah, the cake was amazing. I he he baked us a cake, yeah. That's amazing. It was kind of Belinda Spatchcock. Yeah, that's it, that's the word. Yeah. Splayed. Splayed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, my really good friend is also an avid fan, and she sent me some questions this morning. But one question really stood out, which was what's your most relatable Belinda moment? Because ah. I can't relate to her at all. Well, it feels like the obvious answer is. Sex in the window in front of two hundred and thirty. Yeah, which you've done twice, I think. But that's too obvious. But only um, one of them was only one of them was a threesome. Yeah. So um, most relatable moment <laughs> to any of the characters. Well, she said or Belinda, just, but if you want to, Belinda if, you know, if there's a character you really relate to, I guess to. trying to get to the top in business as a woman. I mean, obviously, I haven't employed <laughs> all of the tactics that Belinda's used, but. Um, you know, working in, in TV and radio is very similar to Pots and Pans <laughs> in many ways. And reading this, I've learned a lot. And Rocky actually intended it to be a business manual. Very much so, So, yeah. you know, he wanted people to learn business and leadership from it. And I think we've learned that in, you know, in panfuls. So, yeah, very pleased about that. Um, straightening of thongs. I mean, we've all been there, ladies. Anyone? Um, and, men. A, and men. And men. But, um you know when a, a female colleague kind of calls you aside delicately and says your thumb's not straight? Um, that's always a kind of, like, you know, nice to have that, that girl power thing going on. Um, girl power. <laughs> the glee team. Alice, you've learned so much from Belinda. I know. I, I feel changed as a person. Um, irreversibly, in fact. <laughs> what about you? What, yeah, Belinda, she's, she can be sometimes passive, but sometimes she's very quietly powerful, I was isn't gonna she? Say, she, she, she? She's a hard character to kind of pin down, actually, because she's so... Boring. Um, <laughs> doesn't do anything really apart from her sex. Um, but she has got a steel, like deter- like you say, her determination. She works um, hard. Yeah, she, you'd yeah. be exhausted, wouldn't you? But she just keeps on going. And she enjoys travelling. Yeah, she's we been there like... four weeks. I don't think she's had a day off yet. She's, it's, she's, she's had a nice sleep. No, not a nice sleep. She's worked all weekends. Dedicated. I mean, worked is obviously <laughs> an interesting choice of work, but, word, but yeah. But yeah, work ethic. She's been doing stuff. Her. Yeah, she's yeah. been Every active. Every day, yeah. yeah. She's been active. She's been living her life every day. It's true, it's true. As if it's her last. And I'm willing it to be her last at any point, please. You want Melinda no. to die? I just, don't, I, just I, I, I just want Dad to stop writing porn. That's all I want. Can I would imagine? love to hear you guys read a Belinda death scene. <gasps> can you imagine if he killed Belinda? Could you even have... That'd be awful. I can imagine that one day he might. And then Bella and Giselle could take over. Yeah, it would go on forever. I mean, he'd have to bring back old characters. He would never let the, <laughs> yeah. the kind of the franchise yeah, die. They, 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 they could all die. It's yeah. like Game of Thrones. You can't kill everyone. Else. Yeah, I feel like he's priming Bella to take over from Belinda. So maybe you're right. Maybe maybe. There is a death on the cards. But oh Bella, my God. Bella is not fit for purpose. I'm <laughs> sorry. Bella? Bella, I mean, if Belinda's a dodgy character, you know, narratively, Bella is just. She's not is a fully she functioning worse? human being. Is that who you hate the most, Bella? Well, Alice hates Bill from HR the most. You might not remember him. He only appeared very briefly in chapter one, but I hate him. But you kept the grudge. Yeah, I just he just rubbed me up the wrong way to use a phrase that's appropriate for um, for Belinda Blink. Yeah, don't like him. I I don't like Bella 
but I love playing Bella. Yeah. Bella's like my favourite voice to do. You I do think. some great voices. Playing. You don't play her. I channel her. I'm very method, guys. <laughs> I love your Texas accents as well. Can oh, you thanks. Do Which one? Oh, my Texas accent yeah. is so, just appalling. Um, once you've finished eating, <coughs> follow me to your first meeting. Oh, God, hang on. Oh, this is pressure. <laughs> Once you finished your meeting, fo- no, what was no that? once you finished eating, follow. Once you finished eating, follow me to your next meeting. <laughs> that was incredible. Thank it's patchy, you. isn't it? It's always so patchy. You Honestly. can get some voiceover work now that the seasons. <laughs> yeah, from the man who read you porn <laughs> comes. Comes. Me. Oh God, <laughs> we can't escape it. We every can't. word. And you're in every medium, okay? So I've got the book in front mm. of me now, which is. Beautiful. It's, it's nice. so much classier than yeah. you'd imagine, isn't it? Yeah. We were so, so it's surprised. Red and got this beautiful writing on. So, <laughs> tell me how this came about. Why did you decide to do a book? It was a few months ago, wasn't it? Suddenly, like a number of publishers approached us. It was quite exciting, really. We kind of had a bit of bid- bidding of war. A bidding war over Belinda. <laughs> can you imagine? Um, and... Unprecedented for an ebook. I can tell you. I mean, it, obvi- it kind of made sense. It was the next kind of logical step since it is a book in the first place. Yeah. So, so your book is the book with annotations. There's some drinking games in there. There's some character profiles. Correct. Which I'm really yeah. into. It's it's the whole of Belinda Blinked one. It's only the mm-hmm. first book, because uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot in there to dissect. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we kind of wanted to, to, to treat it as if it was like an actual book. So we've, we've made it as a kind of a spoof uh, York study notes yeah. guide. So, yeah, as you say, there's um, character profiles, there's key themes. There's some, um, <laughs> there's some insights from Rocky himself in there that he's written for the book. They're um, my favourite bit. Yeah. Like insights that we maybe didn't know at the, <laughs> at, when he was writing certain chapters. We asked him to elaborate on the circumstances. <laughs> Often he's like... There's no reason. It's like, you might have to make that longer, like two to three sentences even. Insights that he that, that, that we didn't know, but also insights that he didn't know. <laughs> no, just um, but he's really like pulled into his soul for these, so they are worth the book alone. There was one thing we had to fight for, and that was to keep all the semicolons in, wasn't it? I yeah. love the semicolon use, and it's amazing seeing them in print, not just you guys talking about it, but yeah. they are just so You random. see how yeah, just it's incredible. What oddly placed they are. And the, the rogue pro- comma as but well. But it's genius. It's like Gertrude Stein used to do that, just like throw really? around punctuation, yeah. Well, I'm punctu- a lot of Stein in there, actually. A lot of yeah. Stein in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the things that no one is, not, not no one, but like, most people aren't really sure what punctuation is for really people just like throw clauses about right, and dad nice. is the patron saint of that so the yeah. proofreader had such a headache with this book we were like leave the semicolons in <laughs> they're meant to be there yeah so my dad wrote porno the fully annotated version of it's out now mm. where's the best place to get it you can get it everywhere right? everywhere pretty much we can get it in sainsbury's and tesco are stocking wow, it which is amazing hilarious. Um, waterstones amazon all those places yeah i think tesco are doing a kind of special cover for it so that uh kids don't see <gasps> oh, yeah, porn on the show mm. be, yeah top I, mean, shelf. I think we might be the first time that a supermarket stopped pornography <laughs> and that is very much the end of the podcast <laughs> with that i shall drop the mic and leave the room but i think well, you know, that's, that. that's, that's something to be proud of isn't it yeah yeah i mean <laughs> sure sure <laughs> It was on the bucket list, and uh, we yeah, could take exactly. it off. Yeah. Right, we're going to play our game. I'm going to give you five seconds. Who should buy the book? Why should we buy the book? Go, pitch the book. Um, it would be great if you had run out of tissues. Um, you <laughs> wow. Could, you could prop up a table with it. Um, it would look lovely on a table. I think the cover, you know, even if you never read it, yeah. it looks nice. I promise you, it's, it's the beautiful. perfect gift, really. Great um, for a secret Santa or something like that. And also... Yeah. Um, there are loads of things to do in a group as well because people like to yes, listen to the podcast as yeah, yeah as a group of friends and there's loads of little activities and little quizzes yeah. and stuff in there as well so cool that'll be good you just winked at me then I did I, just, <laughs> I don't know why is it when you do a sales I'm pitch, like selling like that book to... I'm like I'm the apprentice I'm like sorry you want to get this book here yeah? Shannon's already got one so no amount of winking <laughs> just wink to everyone who buys one okay so I've got an Asus bag of stuff which mm. all features in Belinda Blinked. Okay. Oh so you guys are going to be blindfolded. I don't want to be anywhere near that. Bag. <laughs> I hope it's all been washed. So you're going to be blindfolded and we're going to ask you to each pick an item, try and guess what it is. Oh, it's okay. wrapped awesome. up. Okay. okay. Who wants I to go first? I'm, I'm so going to win stuff. this, by the way, guys. <gasps> so confident. Oh, yeah. All right. Come on. Do you want to go first? Yes, please. Okay, let's go. Okay. Oh, God. I can't even get in the bag. Dig down deep, Jamie. Yeah. Oh, easy. What do you think? Can you describe it? it? Uh, It's round. Mm -hmm. It's got a spike in it. I think it's a pomegranate. Yes. Yes! Absolutely smashed it. It is the symbol of 
uh, Blinda Blinked. That's yeah. one of people's favourite quotes from the book, isn't it? It is yeah. an amazing quote. Her breasts hung like pomegranates. My father um, redecorated the hall with pomegranate uh, wallpaper just to annoy my mum. Did he actually? <laughs> yes, he did. That's amazing. <laughs> it's quite classic Rocky. wallpaper. It's nice guy. wallpaper, but uh, mum's furious. That's so funny. We had a great tweet the other day. Someone took a picture of a load of pomegranates in a shop and they were like someone's put a filthy display in Tesco <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> disgusting people could never look at pomegranate in the same way no oh, I can't even say it okay James do you want to go yes I'm going to go deep so to speak okay I'll go for that ooh, ooh. okay it? well it's material <laughs> it's soft it's small I feel I'm nervous but I think I'm going to say it's a black thong Correct. Uh, you, knew the, you knew the colour from the, yeah. from the top. Oh, no, it's a black mazia. <gasps> oh. oh. You my word. are wrong. But, James, that's not your area of expertise. Jamie, you wouldn't know what winning. a bra felt like. That's true. All right, Alice, you'll go. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not Just even in the finding bag. the bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've already failed. Oh, okay. Did I get to you by mistake? Oh, you got two. Okay. Um, yeah. Jamie, you're so going to lose this. I think, now I don't know what range it's from, but I believe that this is a, um, it's the extra small Oxybrillo range uh, frying pan. I think it's a pan. Yay! Yes! Well Very good. Um, I don't know if this is officially one made by Steels or a competitor. Should we find out? Oh, it's a competitor. Um, it's a competitor. How <laughs> do you think it yeah. sizes up? They don't do red. Yeah. <laughs> that's not one of the core colours for this season at Steels, but that's okay. Just you what wait. What the hell would you get? That is a tiny frying pan. One fried egg. Oh, okay. I have two of these. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's actually quite useful. One for each breast. Or <laughs> really weird. Um, yeah, or like maybe some um, seeds, some cumin seeds. <laughs> Round two. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with the gun. Jamie, you look euphoric. Yeah, you do look really happy. Okay, okay, okay. Can I unwrap it? If you need to. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to be a cheat. Oh, well, I can hear. Sound is good. So this is metal. What does it feel um, like? It feels like something you'd find in a children's kindergarten shop. I think it is <laughs> a pair of handcuffs. In a, chi- in a children's kindergarten shop? We actually shop. found them in well, Anne Summers. It, but that's what it says in, in, in the book. Yeah, it is. You found them in Anne Summers? Yeah. Georgia, is that where you got them from? Georgia's been shopping. These are oh. quite hard, though. Like They're <laughs> kind of mean. I've been looking everywhere for red plastic handcuffs. So uh... <laughs> They're metal, no? Yeah, they're metal, yeah. They'd really hurt. You can have them, a gift from us. Yeah, James, James went to grab those straight away. <laughs> James wants to keep all of the sexual toys. So this is when she's attached to the trellis. Correct. And um, Which lots... is a truly bizarre moment. Which is <laughs> really, many, really but... unusual. Um, and the word trellis itself, who's, who's heard the word trellis in forever? And she spends a long time there as well. Yeah, she's Three there. chapters. Yeah. Here you go, have another, have another pick. I'm going to go for this giant thing. That's bold. Okay. It's large. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like footwear. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, it's got a lovely... I've just unwrapped it. It feels leathery. <laughs> is that, is that it... a leather riding boot? Yes. Could be a dildo. Oh, no. It is a leather, <laughs> oh, it is a leather riding oh, boot. Oh, look, with a lovely gold buckle as well. Oh, my God, those are proper. I'd wear those. Right, Alice. Okay. We're getting the bag is emptying. Okay. Why can I not get in the bag? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there's anything left. All oh, right. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so this Ooh. feels squishy, like, like gel, but it also feels bumpy, like a harmonic, like a like a pa- like panpipes. <laughs> panpipes. You might need to get tearing. Okay, um, but it feels squishy, like you know, like um, those gel packs you can put in the microwave to heat your hands in the winter. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I have no idea. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, 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 it feels vacuum packed and it feels, um, it feels, oh, Warmer. I know, it feels spongy and so I think it's Frankfurt. Yes! Yes! yes. <laughs> that was really good. These are appropriate for vegetarians because I believe these have very little meat in them. <laughs> Food's a big theme in the book and towards the end of book two, uh, Belinda has a session where a guy is just eating hot sausage while he's having sex with her. You know, he's- it's the norm. And that's not a euphemism, he's literally just eating he's hot sausage. Just... Yeah. Yeah. 
Has Rocky commented on that? Has that been? I don't ask being... him about no, the book, no. really. That's probably <laughs> Oddly, yeah. <laughs> I don't ask for a wedding commentary. As the People do often say on. to you, like, oh, have you asked him about this bit? And you're like, I don't want I to engage him directly yeah. about this. That could be a follow up book, just all the fit. You could do a recipe book. <laughs> well, actually, the turkey sandwich recipe is in the book. Rocky's very personal <gasps> yeah. turkey sandwich recipe, which involves three ingredients and uh, <laughs> about seven stages. I'm not sure yeah, yeah, how. Yeah. Have you tried it? Uh, I actually haven't yet, but I would need to have the book in front of me because it's a very, very it's complex a procedure. <laughs> He'd but. make them for us as children. <laughs> and now they reappear. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay, right. going again? Yes, Jamie. Oh, my goodness. I'm nervous about not getting it right. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, this is very slight feeling. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh. oh. Oh, God. What is it? It's, it's fabric. <laughs> oh, you just what? Nothing. <laughs> I'm oh, God, hang on. You look nervous. Careful, careful where you're putting your fingers. Oh, stop it. <laughs> well, hang on. You should have washed it, really. What are you feeling? It's, it is material. Mm-hmm. Come on, you must know what that is. Is this the thong? Yeah. Yes. yes, good. Stop draping it around your hand like that. Yeah. You had your hand all around the gusset for ages. <laughs> I'm blindfolded. I couldn't tell. You knew nice. it was a song. You were trying to work out the, <laughs> the nature and the size. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it Bella's thong or is it Jim Sterling's thong? Well, You've got to know these things. Well, everyone wears a thong. Like, the, the uniform of Belinda Blinked, everyone wears black <laughs> it thong. It is a Jim Sterling thong. Oh, is it? Yeah. There you go, guys. Jim this Sterling. is meant for a man. No, no. it's not. Is it really? Which is available on <gasps> ASOS.com. Look at the pouch. There's a pouch. <laughs> All right, we've only got one more thing in the bag. Um, should we go together, Al? Okay. Yeah, we'll feel together. a joint yeah. one. Okay. Right. Oh God. Pretty much means just, one. At the moment, I'm just holding Alice's hand. Where is it? Alice kept my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Alice is going to take James' hand and say, it's James Kim from my dad. <laughs> oh, where is it? We oh, can't it's still it. in the bag. I'm going to pass it. <laughs> oh my God, there were two of you. You still couldn't get it out. my God. Okay. Put your hand. Oh, I'm going to pass it to you. It's okay. on Alice's finger. Okay. And James is, yeah. Oh. oh um, Don't say fingering. Oh, it's, 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 it's silky. It's shiny. I Ooh. think it's... Um, They're getting this through it's the hard. tissue paper. It's really hard. Uh, you can unwrap it, guys. A okay. or like a mirror or... Um, oh. oh, it's a rosette. It's a rosette for the Aston Donkeys Trust. Yes! Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That is great. It's got a little yeah. axe on it. George Murray has lovingly made a rosette for the Asses and Donkeys Trust. That is amazing. It's got a beautiful little picture on. To one of our live shows, people came as the delegates from... Yes, and Donkey's Trust. They came with like Every collection. Costume is yeah. just blowing my mind. Amazing, yeah. We should say for people that don't know about the Asses and Donkey's Trust, it's a very important charity um, mm. that Rocky invented. Um, <laughs> and there's a um, kind of like a, a sex, is it sex tombola, would you say? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where you could win people. Which to... leads me nicely onto our tiebreak question. <gasps> oh. oh. Well, okay. James obviously lost, so it must be between me and you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's, right, let's, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> At least you win the booby prize, which is the thong. So. <laughs> okay, we want you to shout out your answer. So in lieu of buzzers, do you want to pick a buzzer quote or name? I'll what shout thimble. Okay, yeah. which is the... Safe word. Safe word for the sex game. I will shout rivets, because one of my favourite quotes is oh. somebody had nipples that were like the three-inch rivets that held the fateful Titanic. So I'll, I'll shout rivets. I think that's my favourite quote. It is amazing. It's a, it's, isn't a, it's a corker, isn't it? You can't beat it. Okay, thimble, rivets. Are you ready? Yeah. At the tombola, how much <gasps> did the three girls go for? In total? No, each. Uh, thimble. Come I'm on, just going to have a go. Yeah, have a guess. Um, oh, God. I think I remember how much Bella was. I think, for. did Giselle go for 350? Say your full guess and then Alice can do one. And okay. Then closest. So Giselle, 350. Bella, 300. And Belinda, 150. Oh, a knowing laugh from Georgia in the uh, corner there. Alice, oh what's your gosh, guess? I'm gonna... You could cut the tension in here with a knife. I know. You? This is I, so tense. I'm so mad. I thought so I this could is get to win really the easy. holiday, the motorboat, <laughs> the, thong, the washing machine, the, the thong, pomegranate. Okay. And the brassiere. And the brassiere. Um, and the Frankfurters. I really don't remember, but I think that Bella, I, I feel like I feel like Giselle went for some like shoddy amount. So I'm going to say, did Belinda go for the least? Why are you asking I me? Don't. James, do not help her. I'm going to have to push you for Okay, time. sorry. Um, I, I think it's... So I'm so repetitive, um, sorry. I think... Bella, 200. Giselle, 300. 
Belinda 200. It doesn't make sense because they didn't go for the same, but that's my guess. Very close. In fact, so close, I don't know how to establish a winner. Oh, but... <laughs> Do you know what? I know how like to establish a winner. Like any good tiebreaker. <laughs> Belinda definitely went too. for the least. Yes. yes. I know that. Should yeah, we just okay. guess how much Belinda went for? Okay. Yeah, final, final <laughs> guesses. All right, James. I've so nearly won on a caveat there. Um, <laughs> I don't know, 150. I'll just say that. I think 160. You're the winner. Alice is the winner. Belinda yeah! went for 200. Yeah! Unbelievable. It's just and if it's, you're a, it's a complete fix. Giselle went for 300. Bella, 350. All overpriced. Ah, <laughs> so I did get those. I just got them the wrong, the wrong way around, whatever. Okay, cool. Drops <laughs> my He's out. Terribly sore loser. You know this about me. Well, you can That's go why I always make sure I win. Now I'm wallow. <laughs> yes, yes. Alice oh is just putting the rosette on. Ow. Okay. Oh, have thimble, a pomegranate. There's something for everyone. I'll t- yeah, I'll definitely take the, the, I'll take uh, pomegranate. the, thong, the handcuffs on the Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you so much for having us. This is really fun. Well, that was fun. That was immense. That was so cool. They were so good at guessing, weren't they? Yeah, they were. I mean, you can't really see, but as soon as they picked it up, they kind of knew straight away what it was. They spent a lot of time thinking about all of Belinda's props. It was really good. And uh, I have to say, the accents were were pretty good. His accents were amazing. It was like being in an episode of My Dad Wrote a Porno. I think, in honour of that, you should do a thank you in a Texan accent. I was wondering why you're looking at me like that. Um... I'm going to try it. Okay. I don't think it's going to work. I'm going to throw myself in the deep end and say, thank, <laughs> thank you to George and Mari and Harethna. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like that was worse. I mean, yeah. it's good effort. Yeah. It was that, I've actually 100% well, I disguised the, the fact that I can't say the lovely Icelandic journalist Georgia spoke to. Okay, so who who else do we got to say thank you to? Well, I mean, obviously, we've got to say thank you to Alice, Jamie, and James from My Dad Wrote a Porno for coming in. Thank you so much for coming on these four walls. And I want to say thank you to Deb and Nat for talking us through the Wild Collection. Mm-hmm. We had a stand in producer this week, so thank you to Nick. Oh, big thanks to Nick. Such a great job. But hey, Ali, what's what's going on over there? Oh, I don't know. Is there some spurious waving yeah. in the background? Our old producers oh. also here. It's a joint effort. So thank you very much to Warren, as always. Thanks to Warren. And if you like us, then please rate us. And if you like ASOS podcast, then check out My Big Idea, where you can hear inspirational stories of women who started their own businesses. Please remember to subscribe on iTunes, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us again in two weeks for more chat from these four walls. Annie? Yeah? Have you really never been tempted to wear a t-shirt with your own face on it? (laughs) No. I mean, although I just really... No, I don't know what to say. (laughs) Okay. Okay.